Hey, Vicky. What are you listening to? I'm listening to Brit's Guide to Disney Vacation Club. Those guys are great. They sure are. Welcome to this month's Brit's Guide to Disney Vacation. I've got my good friend David back from Florida again. How are you, David? I'm fantastic, Kevin. And this week in the UK, we've had near Florida weather. I was in the car driving yesterday and it hit 27 degrees, which is in Florida money, 87 maybe, 90. When I was over there, it was really warm. It was 97, but it wasn't a million miles away. Today, we're back to rain and back to normal English weather. It's still warm here up in the sweat box. Yeah, Brits I can guys see. HQ. So, sir, what did you do and when did you go? So, we went for my birthday. So, we went 12th of May. We did a similar thing to which we did last time. Flew into Miami, did a little cruise around Miami with Virgin, and then picked up a car straight up to Walt Disney World and stayed at Saratoga for the first eight, nine days and then hopped over to our home. Well, they're both our home resorts, but our favourite home resort, the Poly, for the final six days. And we just love the Poly so much. It's such a beautiful hotel, a beautiful hotel and resort. Although Saratoga, I'm I'm really, really a fan of Saratoga. It's, the rooms are really lovely where they've been refurbished. Plenty of space to get around. We actually asked to be moved closer to Disney Springs because they put us in the carousel, which is right at the entrance to the park. Uh, and we'd planned to walk to Disney Springs once or twice because it's nice to do that in the evening. We actually ran out of time. We didn't manage to do it. It was really good. They were really happy. It came up on our phone where we've been allocated in my Disney experience, popped into um, guest services. Nobody behind counters anymore. They're all out front with iPads and got a room change instantly. So the usual kind of Disney magic was there. Brilliant. Yeah, I love those rooms at Saratoga. They're really nice now. They've refurbished them from the older, tired sort of green sofas and stuff like that. The two... Yeah, absolutely. Interestingly, when we checked in, we did then see that we were overlooking the children's pool, which wasn't a bonus. However, there was a bonus because they were working on it. So um, we did have workmen out there instead of kids. But you know, we weren't at the, in the room very much. But yeah, lovely room. They've got the new TV system. And one of my bugbears of the old system, and you'll remember this, was you had to go to the TV. TV guide and you had to wait for it to go line by line telling you what was on the channels now you've got a proper tv guide and you can flick through and you pick things to what um so that, that was always nice to do when we went back for a bit of a rest when our feet were hurting after disney feet after about five days we've had about three days the disney feet hit do you get that when you're there no not really i have to say but you're a walker though aren't you yeah yeah i just as as we record, I've just a couple of weeks off of finishing the uh, Isle of Wight challenge, the uh, coastal walk. So, yeah, no, I don't use the up-ons, but I, my work, I'm on my feet all day at work, so it doesn't really bother me too much. I suffer more with the heat, to be honest with you, rather than sore feet and stuff like that. Cause it's not unusual for me to do 15,000 steps a day anyway. Wow, yeah, and we were generally walking 10 to 12 miles a day, interspersing parts with shopping and food and various things. But yeah, it really stacked up. And generally on about day three or four, the old feet are throbbing uh, and you just have to keep on going through it and, and then they're fine. I know it was, was really good, really good. Saratoga, as I say, I loved the openness. We walked around the lake a few times. 
the centre's really nice, got great food place. Not as good food courts as the value resort so love the food court in art of animation and love the food court in pop century but it's got a real nice choice of food and i can get biscuits which are my thing and obviously the the mickey waffles for breakfast of course art of animation of course in the art of animation food court oh wow how yeah. exciting yes matt worked there for three months and he's heading back to america he's on the hunt for a wife as i understand it he'd love to oh, live okay. over there i think Bless yeah him. i mean there are ways to do it and that's that's a great <laughs> way to do it <laughs> he's still a very young man he's, he's still only just out of um university so of course for his second program oh, but that's fantastic. where art of animation and i think we mentioned at the time when i said about it on one of these podcasts that it seems strange to put a brit in art of animation and not put him into um epcot but there you go yeah but you know and, and i think i said last time you know the college course if i could i would drop everything and do it for a year just like the international ambassador thing i drop everything and do it for a year so but clearly that's not going to happen although i wrote a letter to bob Iger maybe two three months ago and probably like a lot of people, I said, hey, Bob, things are great, but there's a few things you need to change. You need to get rid of park passes. You need to allow us to book our Genie and Genie Plus in advance. And of course, not that long ago, you need to you need to start selling annual passes again. Was it five, six weeks ago, the announcement came out that they're starting to do all over those things? Yeah. So the... I don't know whether I've got the era of Bob or not, or whether it's coincidence. <laughs> oh, I like he listens. I've got the he era listens, of Bob. David. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they are moving back to almost a uh, normal state of affairs but they're a big ship to and it takes a long time to turn it doesn't it absolutely and and park passes they're only going to leave it i think for us annual pass holders or so that they can limit and manage people with annual passes and i don't think annual pass holders need to park pass after two o'clock anymore they can park hop without going anywhere else what i really want to see back and and the glory days of pool hopping i'd love to see that because it's so nice to be able to go between the different pools as a DVC member. And I still don't think we're allowed to do that. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I've never done it, but I'm not sure about pool hopping. Because funnily enough, the two things I don't usually use are the pool and the TV and the resort. I use both. I've always made it a thing that wherever, whatever hotel we go in, I will use the pool at least once. And I think I recounted on a previous tale that I was in the pool at Bay Lake Tower when it was cool and the lifeguards were in full-on padded coats and trousers. Yet I was in the water because I always do. Hey, I've paid my money. I'm going in it. In our first trip to Disney as a DVC members, I actually got into the pool on the last day just an hour before we were leaving to go to um, the airport. That was the only time I went anywhere near the pool having to walk past it. Yeah, I did go in it a little bit more last year than I had my two sons with me and they quite like swimming yeah. pools. So. Yeah, that's nice to do. So the other thing we did DVC-wise was we went to Top of the World this time. And originally the plan was to just go, the two of us, to go and watch the fireworks. And when we checked in, they said, you know, there's, there's the enchanted firework, not firework, dessert package going on. But if you don't want to do that, there's now an external bar that they've got out on one side because previously you could go inside. Now, if it gets full up of fee-paying people, I guess Disney went, hang on a second, we're missing out on income here. Let's stick a bar outside as well. So originally our plan was to do that, but in the lift on the way up, we bumped into one of your podcast friends, didn't we? You've already been given the story. 
Yeah, that was interesting. So come on then, tell us what happened when you walked into the, got into the elevator to go up to Top of the World Lounge. We went into the lift uh, and there was a a guy and a lady and another lady and a couple of kids and they picked up me talking and and he said, you know, oh, where are you from? So I said, oh, we're from, so we've started saying we're from England because nine times out of 10, if we say the UK, people don't understand what we're talking about. So they understand Britain or Great Britain, but we've now been saying England. And the guy said, oh, that's interesting. I know somebody from England. He's walking around the island. At which point I went, it's not Kevin, is it? And he went, yes, it is. It's Kevin. And then the other lady there went, actually, I recognise your voice. You do a podcast with him. So who would I bumped into, Kev? Scott and Karen Daves. Yeah, fantastic people, really Really good fun to be around. If if you're around them and there's alcohol involved, it's usually a very good time. Well, there actually was. And we ended up going to the Enchantment Party or the Enchanted Party. I'm not sure which one it is. And it was a fixed price and it was a dessert and alcohol party. And, and we had desserts and alcohol. Luckily, because we were staying at the Poly, I didn't have to drive because I couldn't have got into a car after a few hours there. Yeah, not with Scott around, I wouldn't think. He does like a drink no, as our Scott. No, no. But, but that was really good fun. And it's nice. It's nice bumping into people that know who you are. And in fact, and this won't this won't help anybody that's listening to the audio, but I've actually got my Mickey file podcast drinking straw, which they gave me a couple of so that I've got a disposable straw, which I can take out with me um, when I'm over there. Well, you've got some I haven't. Next time. You've there got some go. I haven't got. I, I've got a Mickey Files podcast pen that I use. Actually, I had two or three of them, and I use that every day at work, which is quite funny. And obviously, well, I'm they're... sure you'll be getting one of those when you go in September in Bush Gardens. Yeah, well, I tell you, Scott and Karen, they do good on the old merch. They really do good on the giveaway merch. They they uh, they definitely got bring their A game when it comes to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So after Saratoga, say we hopped over to the Polly. Polly, as beautiful as ever. Uh, there's something about the fragrance when you walk into the lobby. And it for me, it's one of those moments. Like I'm home, even coming into the, they call it a port cocher, the bit where you put yeah. your cars in underneath, even just walking through into there. I love getting on the monorail there and having to go around to the Magic Kingdom and having pre-cleared security. And then you literally walk to the annual pass holders line and you're straight in when you see thousands of people going in from crossing on the big river boats, uh, the smaller boats. And that was actually something I was going to mention as well. You know, one of the things that we do when we do stay on resort, we'll go to Rope Drop. And um, I think we've talked about Rope Drop before, haven't we, Kev? It's a definite to do, isn't it? Rope drop. Absolutely. So I talk about this a lot on my other channels. You'll also find me, quick plug, Disney David on TikTok, Disney underscore David. Um, rope drop is when you get to the park early. And the idea is you are then first in the queue. And we've done rope drop and we've done two or three rides before the park actually opens. The key to rope drop is being at the park at least 13 minutes before the park opens. Now, for most of the park, you can park fairly close and then walk through. But that 30 minutes, I mean at the gate. So at the gate of the park. If you're at the Magic Kingdom, bear in mind, unless you're staying in one of the monorail loop resorts, you're going to have to go to the TTC, the Transportation and Ticket Centre. So you'll park your car. 
you'll get a little tram if they're running. Then you have to get on a boat or the monorail before you get to the gates. So leave yourself plenty of time. Then you'll be let in probably before the park opens and then there's ropes around stopping you going somewhere if you're a disney resort guest of any grade of disney hotel you get in 30 to 60 minutes early so that all part and you'll scan your magic band and they'll let you through into another holding area it's a bit like going on the rides where it's holding area after holding area and then on the dot of the park opening they'll let you through we did seven dwarfs mine train on a rope drop and the cast member was holding the 55 minute sign when we got to the queue and when it goes it's literally chaos it's like the start of the london marathon i guess but we were through in 15 minutes and we were able to go and do a couple of other rides so rope drop is definitely one to do the other thing we did while we were there this time was getting on to tron is that something you're looking forward to kev Definitely. What I'm hoping to do is to get a virtual queue and be a bit naughty. Get one yeah. for me and the wife. Absolutely. And, and so the wife I, won't I, go I, on it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think they show pictures when you scan in magic bands, do they? So, you well, that's might what be I'm hoping. Right. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, you might be all right. So, I was really fortunate doing virtual queues. I managed to get one every single time I tried, and I've refined it down with a bit of a plan want to hear my plan definitely so here is my 13 point plan 13 points to actually get your virtual queue so i've written it down number one set yourself a 6 45 a.m alarm virtual queues come on at seven o'clock every day wherever you are so you don't have to be on site they come on at one o'clock on site and you have to be in the park at one o'clock and if you're fortunate enough to be staying in a deluxe resort where on two nights a week Magic Kingdom and Epcot are open, it's six o'clock on those nights as well. And all of this is my in my Disney experience. This one, we're talking about the 7 a.m. one. So number one, set yourself a 6.45 a.m. alarm. If you're a slow waker-upper, are you a slow waker-upper, Kev? No, some people are. If you're a slow waker-upper, two or three. You need to be ping, wide awake at 6.45. Number two, get two devices. So you need two phones, a phone and an iPad, but you need two devices. Number three, test the speed of your connection. I told you this is going to be complex, didn't I? If you're in Magic Kingdom or if you're in a Disney resort or hotels, you'll have the hotel Wi-Fi. Generally, hotel Wi-Fi is dire. Put your phone on Wi-Fi only and go to a speed test, just type in speed test in Google, test your speed, then turn off your phone and go on to Wi-Fi. So turn off the phone network, go on to Wi-Fi and test your speed and see which one works first. And as a guide, in when I was staying in Disney, my phone's three, 4G connection or 5G was about seven times faster than Disney World's. And you're on the three network, I believe, aren't you? I'm on the three network, yes. Yeah, so number four, wake up at 6 45 set that alarm and wake up straight away straight awake on your second device put on a world clock and set it to orlando make sure you do that you have to be forensically accurate on this then on your phone close down all the other apps that you've got open open up my disney experience when you get the checkerboard of things there's virtual queue Join the virtual queue that you want to go for. And there's two at the moment. There's Tron in the Magic Kingdom 
and Guardians in Epcot. Set up your party and you can add the people in your party. Remember, you're doing all of this in that 15 minutes before the clock goes. Once you've done that, you sit and wait. You keep watching that other time and it will count down. And if you're a little bit weird like me, I actually counted down from 20, 20, 19, 18. And as soon as it hits seven o'clock, hit the button, join queue, confirm the queue and you're in. I did that six times while we were away and each time we got on the queue and the time variation, we either, some we rode at 10 o'clock in the morning, some we rode at one o'clock in the afternoon, but every time we did it. Google around, you'll find other people how to do it. It's not something you can play at. It's not something you go, oh, actually, look, it's a minute to seven. Let me get everything ready and do it. You won't get your queue. Do that. And the final bit on the queue, certainly in Tron, you're given a window. If you're late past that window, they won't let you on. Guardians are really relaxed. Tron, they won't let you on. Oh, my word, what a ride. Try and do it in the day and at night. It's incredible. It's the best 60 seconds you'll ever have. Yeah, I'm hoping to get on that. And like I say, Deborah won't ride it, so... I'm going to try and get one for each of us and then I'll um, swap yeah. a magic band out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's absolutely worth doing. It is worth going through that process because it guaranteed me every single time. If you're in the park about for the one o'clock one, do a similar thing. Be on it at 10 to 1. Check the time and you'll see people around, around quarter to 1. People will start looking at their phone in the Magic Kingdom. You have to be in the Magic Kingdom to do it. And you'll see people stop talking. They'll be sitting down and they'll be looking at their phone. Same thing. Have it set up. Make sure you know whether Wi-Fi is faster or 3 or 4G. Join that queue. Press the button. And you'll be able to ride it twice in a day, potentially. Yeah, unbeknown to you, you were with the um, the magical genius of that particular strategy. Karen apparently is ah, phenomenal okay. at getting those uh yeah. those bookings so yeah i think they i've heard that strategy before and like you say you've just got to be organized and be ready because it's not sitting unless you're doing it regularly like karen does i expect she could do it yeah. at, at one minute to seven but for those of us that only go every so often it's important to get on there and do it definitely do it bit by bit and absolutely worth the ride and try and ride in the day and try and ride in the night and if you've got disney photo pass which I know a lot of people have, have a look at it. They make a video of you on the ride and it takes it from both sides of the bike. And we, we did one where we actually did the Superman pose on the bike and you can see this video of us going off. It's such a cool ride. Yeah, I've, I've heard about that. We're obviously on 15, 14 day, sorry, Disney tickets from the UK. So we've got photo pass. Yeah, absolutely worth it. Totally, totally worth it. Interestingly, on PhotoPass, there's a new thing as well that's appeared in my Disney experience, which is called photo lenses. So these are AI virtual lenses. They only happen in certain parks, so it's worth having a look on there to see where they are. But in Star Wars land, you'll get Star Wars, so you can have Yoda sitting, baby Yoda sitting on your shoulder or various other places. You can be getting a hug from Mickey. You can turn yourself into one of the villains and it will pick a villain for you so there's all new stuff being added to it so definitely my disney experience and photo pass the way to go great stuff okay so we've covered virtual queue 
Yeah, so we covered getting your virtual queue. So that was something that I really wanted to get on top of for my September trip. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth doing. So you were at Polly for the, for the end of the holiday, and then did you come back after Polly? Was that the end? or? Yeah, Polly was the end of it. So we spent five nights, six nights at the Polly, can't remember. And when we're at the Polly, as well as being a lovely resource, we're on the monorail loop. So we obviously get to go into the Magic Kingdom without queue. Also means we get to go to Epcot without driving, which is really lovely. And we get got to see around the middle of Epcot and see what they're doing the walls are starting to come down in Epcot oh, as the pray, when, pray the Lord by the, time, by the time you go they'll be gone and it will be open no, I don't believe you don't uh, make false promises to me David and it's better than that the Stargate has gone the Stargate in the middle of World Showcase Lagoon has gone and while we were there the last barges went so now you've got an empty World Showcase Lagoon so they were showing Epcot forever which was something they had a few Before, years ago yeah. as the nighttime show. One of the nights that we got rained on, but it was only gentle rain and we have our waterproofs with us all the time. But it was really cool. They haven't got the, the jet skis. The jet skis aren't there in this, but the music's fantastic and the lighting's really good. So Epcot Forever is great. And of course, Happily Ever After is back in the Magic Kingdom. You'll know I'm not known for being a sentimental soul, but Happily Ever After, a tear every time. When Tinkerbell comes out and flies down, uh, I'm doing it now. It's just, just the most beautiful moment. And people cheering and screaming when they see Tinkerbell. It's amazing. Yeah, it is an iconic, iconic show, isn't it? Definitely. And and they've just made a few changes to it. And it's awesome that they brought it back. That Cop Forever's an interim show until they do something new. But yeah, the billion dollars or so that they spent on whatever, what was the show called at Epcot? Yeah, yeah, the Epcot, yeah. I can't remember, but it, that's all now. Everybody's scrapped. erased it from their memories already, haven't they? Yeah, and the other thing we saw while we, we, while we were there was the final 50th decorations were removed from the castle. When we went there, there were two turrets with the little um, the little ribbons on them they've gone so everything now with the exception of the few of the 50th things dotted around the little characters everything is now non-50th and interestingly i just sorted out all my maps because i collect a whole load of maps and we've actually got three year or three different maps for the magic kingdom and the first one was early 22 which had covid warning on it the <laughs> second one was late 22 when the covid warning had gone and then the third one is for when we just went and the 50th had gone. So we've got a little chronology of the weird things that have happened in our past few years. Did you see any of the 100 merch go up? Or were you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we saw some of the 100th merch. And we've got some friends who are cast members. So we get to go in the cast member shop. And there was lots and lots of 100 merch in there. We were also very fortunate enough that they allowed me to buy some cast member merch as well. And I've got a cast member 100 spirit jersey. And I've also got a cast member 100 Pride Spirit jersey, which are really, really hard to get hold of. So the 100th merch is all over the place. I think the logo's a little bit meh. 
you know, the hundred, it's just a very thin silver hundred. I didn't bother having a picture taken in front of it. And after the 50th, I get they need to dial it down a bit. But yeah, the hundredth merch was dotting around all over the place. And Mickey and Minnie have got new outfits. So it's still amazing. Always amazing. Yeah, it's incredible how they can turn turn on that merchandise. Now they can get it out of China. Absolutely. They were having an Absolutely. issue with that at one stage. I mean, when we went last time, I couldn't, I off, often buy a mug. And I couldn't find a mug anywhere hardly at all in uh, in Disney World, which is crazy because they normally have walls and walls of them, don't they? I think that's all back to normal now. I think the merch is all 100% flowing. Yeah, pretty much back to normal. There's a few items that have two limit restrictions on them, um, and that's really for the resellers. And I've heard of some people that are... Um, Disney are coming after because they are buying bulk and reselling uh, and Disney are actually but they use the phrase trespassed I think or trespassed but effectively they they tell them they can't come on park because they're using their annual pass to get discounts and reselling huge quantities of stuff so Disney are still monitoring that which is fair because otherwise there's nothing left for anybody if somebody goes in and clears the shelves of the mug that you wanted Kev the day before you get there that's not fair now I, I would never buy anything like that off ebay or anything you know because at the end of the day you're feeding the beast if you're doing that unfortunately absolutely absolutely and i, and I get some people like to do it so i like to buy the map bring the maps home with me and i've as a travel agent i'll send people groups of maps but i've had some people come to me and say any chance you can send me a set of maps well i'm going to charge them the postage for that just because it's 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 my cost uh, yeah it's and it, that's not cheap uh, these days <laughs> well no exactly but I, I get the people i get the people buy stuff to resell just as much as anything it's because there are things that you can get in america that you can't get here and there are things you can get here that you can't get in america and i have no issue with people doing that and maybe making a little bit money on the top but when you see people with bags of stuff that's just not fair if you're doing it for a one one person an order i don't really see the issue with that if somebody's yeah. asking you to get something i mean thinking when when i said that i know mandy ray got deborah a couple of pandora beads yeah of course that she wanted yeah, you, do you know that. and you do that but that's different to going in and buying order all the limited merchandise sticking it on ebay for twice the price it is in the yeah, stores indeed interestingly when we were in character warehouse we saw some personal shoppers in there and they had a trolley full of stuff yeah it was overflowing and I actually said to the cast member, you probably don't like that, do you? And they said, we love it because they help us get rid of stock that's been sitting on the shelves for ages. They help us rotate the stock, which means there's more stock for everybody else. So we love them. I was watching them top this stuff up and I it got up to nearly $6,000 before I'd left and they were still going. So there's always pros and cons on these kind of things. Well, it is a clearance store. Yeah, exactly. So clear it. Yeah exactly right exactly right because deborah was well we would go we always do that our first day there we go up to one of the warehouses because i'm still jet lagged and we just yeah. do, do that have a look because like deborah says you can find something in that those clearance spaces that you want to buy you can buy it there and then if you go into the parks and you see something else that's fine but say you go into the parks and buy it and then find out it's at the warehouse. Absolutely. Yeah. And we saw that there were things in the clearance shops that were in the parks there were things in the staff shop that were also still in the parks at full price. So that's definitely, yeah, if you can, find yourself a cast member friend and ask them to take you to the cast store. They're allowed to. They can take four guests in. There's one area that you can't get to, which is cast members only, and you can't even go in the room. But generally, you can buy stuff there for yourself, and it's at the same price as warehouse or cheaper. Yeah, interesting. It's well worth 
Well, I'll visit those those warehouses up International Drive, even if you can get up there, you know, to get the. Yeah, odd, if you can do both, thing. if you could and, and do both because they will have different stock. They're smaller than they used to be. They used to be twice the size of the unit. There's no queues to get in like there used to be, or we didn't experience any. We we love Character Warehouse. The other thing I always say to people, if you're a family group and you are trying to do Disney on a budget, go to a Walmart or a Target. Both of those have amazing Disney sections. You can buy your spraying water bottles for $5 instead of $25. You can buy your t-shirts for 10 instead of 40 So deck your family out with the Disney stuff from Target or Walmart or some of the others do buy stuff in Disney but you can treat yourself and and buy the things you really want so it's definitely something the little things that light up in the evening for the firework parades definitely worth doing always recommend to my customers go and have a quick look at those first if you can hop in an Uber or a Lyft or if you've got your own car just take a little drive down there yeah definitely what we will do in September is the day that we move from because we're staying at uh, Surfside for five nights the day we move We'll go over there an hour or so before to walk, probably even just to Walgreens, grab some water, grab some bits and pieces for the room, then yep. grab our suitcases, get an Uber over to uh, Saratoga Springs, and then we haven't got to pay X, Y, and Z for water in the parks. Absolutely. And the other thing that we always do when we do go to those, you know, you get those little squirty bottles of concentrate. So they're like squash, but we put those in a bag with us. So I've started to take a, a little our friend, american friends call it a fanny pack but it's it's not really in because i carry cameras and stuff and it my pockets were my trousers were just falling down <laughs> so the stuff in my pockets and i now put those little squirty bottles in you don't have to drink the water out of the water fountains which are not turned on yet but go to any of the restaurants and say can i have some water a little bit of squirting that it's completely drinkable so interestingly enough those new machines that they were doing for filling water bowls they're not back on yet actually i think they are I think they are. I think I did see some people filling them. Yeah. So again, water bottle, clip a water bottle on your belt or whatever. Um, stay hydrated. I think somebody said, and I don't know whether it's right or not, it should be a litre every couple of hours when you're walking around the parks. Maybe even more, um, but that's that's a lot of liquid. But you have to take it because the humidity and the temperature. So we were in the mid-80s to mid-90s and yeah. humidity of about 70 to 80%. You've got to stay hydrated. You've got to get that water inside you because it's too late once you're getting dehydrated. By that, by the Definitely. time you feel it, it's too late. You've got to get inside, get some fluids in you, and you're going to be taking an hour or two before you feel any better. Absolutely. And, and similarly with sun stuff, you know, sunscreen. The sun over there is five, ten times more powerful here. If you're not a somebody that's used to the sun, factor 50 for your kids, factor 100. If, you, if you're a kind of person that likes to get a bit of a tan, reduce it down maybe. We never went below 30 and we still burn. Yeah, incredibly strong. We use Ultra Sun um, as a suntan lotion over here. It's very expensive. It's 20 odd quid a bottle, I think. But yep. I tell you what, we've never burnt with it. We use P20, really which is the other version of that. So put it on in the morning after showering. It locks onto you for the day. And, and yeah, definitely P20 is our go-to. I know Ultra Sun's the other one. They're, they're very similar products, aren't they? Yeah, very similar products and not cheap. But then sometimes you get what you pay for. And guess what, David? You only get one skin absolutely absolutely and you just have to protect yourself in that heat so that just about rounds up your your dvc part of your vacation this this time out doesn't it dave yeah i think so i think 
the usual kind of things online ordering for food always good even in resort got to use the poly pool both of them always worth doing uh, my, my one hint and tip so our one lesson learned this time we put some things off until the second week including water parts and in the second week we had torrential rain but the last three evenings of the holiday which meant we couldn't do some things don't automatically assume the weather's going to be great for the whole period similarly don't believe the weather app we didn't go out to what phantasmic one evening because the weather app said it's going to rain and it didn't take a chance take your waterproof take your umbrella with you all the time and just go out if it does get raining if it does rain people tend to leave most of the shows will wait until it's safe to do so just don't put stuff off without having a backup plan because you may well find the weather puts paid to things because as you know kev when it rains in florida boy we think it rains here when it rains in florida we complain about a couple of millimeters there they'll get two or three inches in half an hour the streets can handle it the roads can handle it <laughs> we can't yeah the crazy thing is with the rain by the time you realize it's gonna rain it's too late yep yep waterproofs all the time in your pocket just be safe yeah, I've literally walked across Main Street and been from one side to the other, and you're just like you went in a swimming pool. Yeah, yeah, you, exactly. You can't chance it. You know, it's so heavy at times. But exactly. if you can wait it out after that storm and it clears, that's some of the best time in a theme park. Right People after leave, storm. that's why, don't they? People leave as soon as it rains. And, and the thing for me with all of this is, you know, you and I, we go, we go a lot, we go often, Every time I learned something new, this time was the first time where back end of the holiday, the weather was bad. So now we never back end things. We always try and do as much as we can in the first few days. So, certainly where there's things that we really want to do. Each time we learn more. The whole point of the podcast, sharing those hints and tips to people. Yeah, sharing our ideas and promoting, obviously, Brit's Guide to Disney Vacation Club and the DVC. So with that, we'll leave that for this week. And we're just about to start chatting about David's rest of David's vacation. So if you want to hear that, that's on That Florida Podcast. This will be on Brit's Guide to Disney Vacation Club. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave us a review on your podcasting app of choice and subscribe. You can contact the show at bgt.dvc at gmail.com. That's all lowercase. At Twitter and Instagram, we are bgtdvc, again, all lowercase. On Facebook, we are Brit's Guide to Disney Vacation Club. If you're looking to buy resale DVC points or rent DVC points out, contact B Thaxton at shopdvc.com. This has been a Isle of Wight audio production. Hey all, David here. I'm one of the co-hosts of That Florida Podcast with an exciting update for you. I created Disney for Brits to help any Florida or Disney-loving fan make the most out of everything Disney. I started with the Disney for Brits YouTube channel and filled it with hints and tips to make your holiday magical. Then I became a Disney and Universal qualified travel agent to help you find the best holiday at the right price. And as I'm a learning machine, I've also trained with the world's greatest cruise lines, hotel chains and much more from Virgin to MSC, Cunard to Hilton. 
So don't spend hours looking, comparing and searching for the very best holiday. Let me do all the hard work for you. Find me on Facebook and Insta at d for b travel That's the letter D, the number 4, the letter B, travel. All you non-Disney fans, and I know you exist, haven't been left out. Check out Ollie Travels, where my fox red cockapoo curates all the best non-Disney holidays out there. From cruises to all-inclusive, family value holidays to the most luxury holidays you can find. He finds them all. Check him out on Instagram and Facebook at Ollie Travels. Find out more about everything I do to help you at www.disneyforbrits.com. That's Disney, D-I-S-N-E-Y, the number four, Brits.com. If you're a fan of Disney pins and magical merchandise, check out Pin Imagineers. It's a haven for pin collectors and enthusiasts with bucket loads of information, regular sales, ops and giveaways. And you're joining one of the quickest growing pin communities in the UK. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at pin-imagineers. Look forward to seeing you again on another podcast and can't wait to help you on any of my channels. As our pal Mickey says, I'll see you real soon. Hey all, David here. I'm one of the co-hosts of That Florida Podcast with an exciting update for you. I created Disney for Brits to help any Florida or Disney-loving fan make the most out of everything Disney. I started with the Disney for Brits YouTube channel and filled it with hints and tips to make your holiday magical. Then I became a Disney and Universal qualified travel agent to help you find the best holiday at the right price. And as I'm a learning machine, I've also trained with the world's greatest cruise lines, hotel chains and much more from Virgin to MSC, Cunard to Hilton. So don't spend hours looking, comparing and searching for the very best holiday. Let me do all the hard work for you. Find me on Facebook and Insta at d for b travel That's the letter D, the number 4, the letter B, travel. All you non-Disney fans, and I know you exist, haven't been left out. Check out Ollie Travels, where my fox red cockapoo curates all the best non-Disney holidays out there. From cruises to all-inclusive, family value holidays to the most luxury holidays you can find. He finds them all. Check him out on Instagram and Facebook at Ollie Travels. Find out more about everything I do to help you at www.disneyforbrits.com. That's Disney, D-I-S-N-E-Y, the number four, Brits.com. If you're a fan of Disney pins and magical merchandise, check out Pin Imagineers. It's a haven for pin collectors and enthusiasts with bucket loads of information, regular sales, ops and giveaways. And you're joining one of the quickest growing pin communities in the UK. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at pin-imagineers. Look forward to seeing you again on another podcast and can't wait to help you on any of my channels. As our pal Mickey says... I'll see you real soon.